the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We're going to have nothing but propaganda in many of our schools. I've seen teachers tell children that they are girls trapped in boys' bodies. Remember, the Bible speaks extensively about a coming lawlessness. For the most part, it was far-left agitators pushing the violence. You know, our founders told us there's only one way to keep a free republic. You have to have a well-educated and moral citizenry. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the Word Columbus at 10:20 a.m. and also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. You may have heard that there is a grassroots uprising in the last year all over America and very much going on here in Ohio of parents confronting school boards over various kinds of bad policies. There are several key issues going on, and our guest today is one of the founders of a local group that's having great success in keeping one school board accountable. My guest today is Kathy Paltz, who is founder of the Upper Arlington Education Coalition. She has served on parent-teacher organizations in the UA schools for 15 years, the new coalition has had considerable success in recent months in bringing accountability to the UA schools, and the effort has even gained national media coverage. Kathy's also the Central Ohio Liaison for the Protect Ohio Children Coalition. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Kathy. Well, thanks for having me, Linda. Hey, um, I've been talking with you, and we're both you know, networked with the Protect Ohio Children Coalition and uh, very much interested in how successful you have been and how uh, professionally conducted your effort in Upper Arlington has been. So tell us about the Upper Arlington Education Coalition and how it got formed. I mean, you didn't dream like, you know, 20 years ago you would be doing this. (laughs) I did not. Yeah. So so tell Um, us how it got started and what were the key issues. Okay, thanks. Um, Yeah, so 
you know, during this pandemic year, uh, many parents wanted their kids to be in school five days a week. And um, in Upper Arlington, we also have an issue with the bathroom. So a group of us got together and said, how do we get information out to parents? Because it's very hard to communicate. Um, we don't have big email lists or anything. And so we decided to start this, um, we consider it like a watchdog group or really a place where anyone in the community, even if you don't have children, could go to our website, and get on our mailing list, to learn what is happening in our school district. And the longer, we started back in February, I guess, and we just seem to find more and more information. But really one of the key things we're working on right now is we built brand new buildings in Upper Arlington, passed a $230 million levy to bond levy to build six brand new schools. And when they were almost completed, we found out that the school district and the administrator, the superintendent, uh, went to court to try to make the bathrooms all gender, giving children no choice um, but to go into these gender-neutral bathrooms. So um, the little kindergarten could, girl couldn't say, I want to go to a girl's bathroom, or the boy said, I wanted to go to the boy bathroom. And it was all done in the cloak of darkness. Um, the community did not know, even though that the judge, the judge uh, was told that the community did know. So um, we've been once we found out about it, once the community members found out this is what they were doing. Like I said, we started our coalition and we are uh, fighting to um, get the bath. We're, there's we call them the common sense bathrooms. There should be three types of bathrooms. Give our kids a choice: boy, girl and gender neutral for any child who feels uncomfortable in any of the bathrooms and let them have a family style bathroom. Wow. You know, it's amazing how school boards are not always on the level with parents, isn't it? Uh, And you found that out that this was all going on and was never discussed at any meeting. Is that what I understand? So what the, um, I was very involved with the levy and and passing the bond levy to build these new schools, I was on the high school building committee, which was parents and teachers and staff, and um, and there were some students on it, and we were all with the architects on what do we want in these brand new buildings for the next 50 years. Never discussed ever having this style of bathroom. The only conversation we had about bathrooms is they showed us the architect showed us something, and it said, here's the men's, here's the women's, here's the um, gender-neutral bathroom. So it's what Arlington has always had. There's always been a choice for everyone. And um, they, they're they now telling us that they showed some slide at one meeting, and the story keeps changing. But the school board never voted on it. They, they voted on the architectural plans as a whole, which included boy bathrooms, girl bathrooms, and gender-neutral bathrooms. And um, because I've asked the school board where you voted to change the architectural plans, and they kept telling me, oh, but they were in the original plans. But when you go pull the architectural plans from the um, building department of the city of Upper Arlington, it does not say all gender. And so um, and they've spent over one hundred eighty five thousand dollars on legal fees trying to change Ohio building code because Ohio building code requires separate facilities for for boys and girls and these new buildings, um, the way they want, the way uh, the superintendent and the school board want to label them do not include that. So there was some uh, excuse given at some point that, oh, yeah, there are separate boy and girl bathrooms uh, and with as well as the gender neutral, but they were way far away. Like you couldn't get to them in some of these schools 
in between classes, uh, isn't that how they they play these games that you know where, where they, they try to the, blow the, smoke in people's semant- faces? Yeah, they, absolutely. I'd call it their semantic game, and then they'll say it in Superintendent Imhoff's testimony to the Ohio Board of Building Appeals. He was asked by one of the board members, "Will there be a choice for children?" And he said, "No. We want all buildings." all bathrooms, sorry, all bathrooms to be all gender. Now, what happens is in some of the new buildings, there are older sections, and those older sections have boy-girl bathrooms because that's how they were built before, and they don't have the floor-to-ceiling doors, so they can't make those all gender. So, yes, they're telling families, well, every building has a boy-girl choice, but it is nowhere near the classrooms. And then in the high school the most telling thing in the high school is in the academic wing, it's all, they want all gender. By the gym and the auditorium, it's men's, women's, and there's an all-family bathroom. So mm-hmm. they know that families coming, adults coming in to right. go to a basketball game or to see a play, they're not going to use those types of bathrooms. If these mm-hmm. bathrooms were so wonderful, why aren't they where uh, visitors and adults are coming? You know, and the and the one of the things that's coming up then is the uh, federal Title IX regulations. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little background, uh, you know, it, remember in 2016, uh, Obama under the Obama administration, uh, Obama just uh, made an executive order without any legislation that Title IX was suddenly going to include gender identity issues, sex was going to include gender identity issues. This is the federal law that mandates that, you know, there are programs that need to be equal based on sex. This was for male, female, biological sex to encourage more programs for girls in schools. So Obama made this uh, executive decision. Then uh, under the Trump administration, they reversed it and went back to the actual law. Amazingly. Well, now Biden, of course, expectedly has reversed that again. So all these schools that were all, all telling their boards, uh, telling their parents, like this board is, that, oh, we have to do this because of federal law. They're back to doing that again, and that's what you're seeing in UA, correct? Absolutely. So, so it has been in court, and when the community found that um, what the school board and the district had been doing, a family, um, it's Jane Doe family, sued the schools and said, wait a minute. This was only for Windermere. The the judge ruled that they could have these bathrooms. And so when they took them to court, you know, now they're having to fight that. And they came back to the city because the city also said, you need to start putting the correct signs in the building because, you know, the the code has not changed. And it's in the Court of Appeals. And then they wrote a letter. The architect wrote a letter from Moody Nolan that said, well, we don't think we have to abide by the Ohio Building Code because Title IX will trump that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use Title IX to say we can keep these all gender. Now, the city did not agree with that. The city said we, we can't make a ruling on Title IX. So the city finally, after nine months in May, told the school district, you need to relabel the bathrooms in these new schools to go to code. They have been out of code. Our children have been in school in buildings that are not following Ohio code for a full Mm. school year, which I totally don't understand why the city did that. And well, I shouldn't say that we think it was a quid pro quo because the city Mm -hmm. needed the school board to vote for a tax credit for the new community center. But 
that's another story. But, yes. but uh-huh. they, they were trying to do Title IX, and the city said, you need to follow code. If Title IX, we can't make a ruling on that. We know what Ohio building code is. You need to fix this until, you know, unless you get a ruling from the Court of Appeals that you can have these, then, then you need to follow the rules. But they waited until the school year ended. So we had children in these buildings for a full school school year, which to me, I, I, I don't understand. Well, um, in case you're just joining us, we're talking with Kathy Paltz, who is the founder of the Upper Arlington Education Coalition, and their website is uh, uaedco.org, and she's also part of the network of the Protect Ohio Children Coalition, which Mission America is also, and their website is protectohiochildren.net, and uh, so, um, so Kathy, so we have this situation, and um, so er, the last few board meetings have, there are many people who are listening who are not from Upper Arlington, of course. So I want people right. to understand how, um, how much support have you gotten from the community? How hard has it been to, uh, confront a board like this and to organize a parent effort like this? Well, it, it has been a challenge. I've been getting incredible support. We, um, started a petition so that the school board would know how many people really just want these common sense bathrooms. We want choice for all our children. And um, we had over 750 people sign the petition. But what is really sad that is going on in the whole country, not just our community, we had to make it anonymous to tell people we will not give out your name because there, there is a segment of our community, unfortunately, who attack, call names, try to get people fired from their jobs. Um, so, so there is that bull. I mean, I call it the bullies, right. That, that, that want to mm-hmm. bully you and they want to shut you up by calling you names. And right. they, they want to make this about the transgender students and there's nothing transphobic about it. We are, we support every child. I want every child to feel comfortable where they're going to the restroom. I mean, every child. So if you have a gender neutral bathroom or if you want to call it the family bathroom, that has its own sink, its own toilet, it, you know, its own mirror. Any child should be able to go in there. Lots of children want privacy. So we have had the last two school board meetings. We've probably, on our side, um, had, you know, 60 people there, 50 people there speaking out. And it's been interesting because over the years, over the year, every school board meeting, there are people on the other side who are very happy with these salad bathrooms. But their argument is the same as our argument. They argue that, you know, these, any child should feel comfortable, that if there's a child that's transitioning, they should feel comfortable going to the bathroom and they shouldn't have to walk a long way. And I just shake my head. I'm like, we're asking for the same thing. Yeah. Why, why would you not respect the little girl or the little boy or the teenage girl or boy at the high school who, who want to go into a restroom and not? Yeah, their boyfriend or their girlfriend in the restroom. So right, it, it, exactly. It's been a fight. Well, well, yeah, we're, it, we're it, running up on a uh, a break right okay. now, and uh, yeah. we, we'll talk uh, a little more about that because we know what the issue is. They're trying to force attitude change through this uh, this structural and uh, relabeling of everything, and uh, the, without doing the thing that it protects children the most, the most children, the most safety, the most comfort for, for the most kids. Uh, that's really yep. unfortunate. We're talking with Kathy Pulse, who is the founder of the Upper Arlington Education Coalition, 
a local grassroots uh, organization that has had a lot of success in holding the uh, that school board in Upper Arlington accountable. And we can learn a lot from this uh, track record here. And uh, we will be talking a little bit more with Kathy after we come back after our break. This is Linda Harvey here on Mission America Radio. And we will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. So we're talking today with a uh, concerned and very involved parent from Upper Arlington who decided to do something about the idea that school boards were simply going ahead and doing some things that uh, parents would be, many parents would be quite uh, uncomfortable with. And uh, we're talking with Kathy Paltz, who's founder of the Upper Arlington Education Coalition. And we were talking about the labeling of the bathrooms in all in new school buildings or revi- re, uh, renovated school buildings in Upper Arlington as all all genders, all, all uh, gender neutral. And this is in violation of both um, the uh, building codes as well as their plans. And they really weren't, they didn't tell the public about this. So Kathy, um, so where are you now in this situation that's been to court, right? There's been court cases and they've spent quite a bit of, of the taxpayers legal fees trying to quite a bit behind the scenes. So tell us about that. Right. So they went to court to try to change the building code. They were successful in September to get the change in the code uh, because they went to court and said that nobody disagreed with them. So when families found out, a Windermere family um, joined the lawsuit and said, wait a minute, you know, we were not told about this. So the judge in November vacated her original decision, which just meant, wait a minute, we need a hearing on this. We didn't have a hearing before because I was given information that there was no opposition. So she Hmm. asked for a hearing, which was supposed to happen in March. So the school district appealed her decision to vacate her original ruling. So we are waiting for the 10th District Court of Appeals to rule not on the bathroom issue, but on the legal issue. Uh, The school district, I think, is saying, you know, that family didn't have standing and there was some something else. So it's it's a it's a legal decision. So that is going to be heard by the Court of Appeals in July and we will wait. If they rule on the side of Jane Doe, then then there will be, then it will go to court for a hearing. So we're we're waiting to see what happens there. But again, it's not going to be a ruling on whether they can have the bathrooms. If they can change code, it's more just some legalese. So we're we're right, waiting to right. hear what happens there. So so the bathroom. So then in May there was a a, a good result uh, out of one of the board meeting the uh, school yes. board meetings. Tell us about that. Yes. So the city finally said, sent the school district a letter, which said, uh, you need to, we are enforcing, before we give you final occupancy for your new building, you must label the bathrooms to code. So the school board, for the first time ever, discussed the bathrooms in a meeting, and um, they said, oh, we, we will follow the law. But they got up there and said, we just have a different interpretation of code. So I'm like, mm-hmm. since when is our school board 
an expert on building code. There's not a difference of interpretation. They just didn't like it. And then they also said one board member said they were shocked and confused and angry why the city was telling them they had to do this. And they have been giving them change orders since July. I have copies of them from from the website from the building department that says, you must install signage according to code. You know, it's, it's written every time they get a change order. Now, the city did not enforce it until May, but they have been told from the beginning. So yeah. it, it's just been astounding to me, like I said that twice, the complicity of the board or to stand up there and say, and we actually had one board member, and this was, was sad, who said that it was troubling that there was a group in the community that didn't understand differences. So not only do we have yeah. a group, people who live in Arlington, but even one of our elected officials said that those of us who are fighting for choice for our kids have some kind of values issue. And it's that's sad, I think. It's very sad. It, it's very sad. And it's the usual uh, twisting around of, of mm-hmm. you know, responsible objections. What they're what they're doing, it sounds like they're playing a game of waiting because of the Title IX. They, they think they can yep. fudge these building codes because of the new push by the Biden administration and hoping some court will uphold that uh, to invalidate these codes. I mean, that would be a tragedy for children because so many kids are uncomfortable going to all gender bathrooms. having no other choice. Yes. I had a parent tell me that her daughter, the bathrooms are filthy and the, she had her daughter wait. She's found out the custodian's cleaning schedule at her elementary school. And so she only goes to the bathroom after she knows the custodians have cleaned it. So that's how she Uh, going to the bathroom. I mean, that's insanity, isn't it? That's insanity. So if there was a way to change these school boards, we would, uh, there would definitely be a move to do that. But how hard is that to do in the state of Ohio? It's it's impossible. There there is no mechanism to recall a school board member. I am not sure why that is, but that you can recall city council members. But I have found you cannot recall school board members. So that's something that we need to work on for legislation. When I'm through with this, I'm going to be trying to find people to help me get that legislation passed where we could recall and remove school board members who who are not doing their due diligence and not obeying the Ohio Open Meetings Act. Right. And, you know, the the other issue that you've brought up is um, in your in your uh, the U.A edco.org uaedco.org is your website uh right is the is the f- uh, fall in rankings for upper arlington schools we have plummeted under while they're f- fooling around with these definitions and this legality and hiding things from parents for a social engineering agenda the rankings of upper arlington are tanking tell us about that Yes, it's it's been kind of it's been astounding. I mean, there's there's rankings out there like the new U.S. News and World Report, which we've dropped like 40, I think. And then even in the state index, if you focus on the what Ohio, Ohio ranks us, we've fallen from 24th to 67th uh, in I think it's a space of five years. I don't have that number straight in front of me, but we've fallen to 67th, and then um, they rank buildings. You can like by elementary schools, middle school, and and we have one of our elementary schools is ranked 1,771st out of 3,300 elementary schools in Ohio. It it is unbelievable. When we have one elementary school ranked 22nd, how do we have another elementary school ranked that low? Like, again, Mm. spending $185,000 on legal fees, why don't we spend it on 
mm-hmm. academics and figuring out what, what's going on in our schools to have us drop so significantly. And these numbers are from before, you know, they're 2019. So it's, it has yeah. nothing to do with the pandemic. You know, you can't mm-hmm. use that excuse. Oh, interesting. Well, we're going to have to wrap up there. Kathy, thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, I, tell us your website real fast here. Oh, yeah. UAEDCO.org, U-A-E-D-C-O.org, and we have all the documents, all the information for anybody who who wants to know about it, and you can join our email list, too. Great. Wonderful. And people, even if you're not in UA, uh, Upper Arlington, you could learn a lot about what's going on and how to do it in your community. Thank you so much. I ask my listeners to pray for... Pray for your efforts, and uh, God bless you. And just remember, friends, we keep up with this. We are seeing an uprising of parents, and this is really good news because with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day.